the crazy part is that nobody ever asked for Hamlet. Nobody asked for the old man and the sea. Nobody ever asked for the tale of Genji, the very first novel ever written. And nobody ever asked for the existence of books like Madame Bovary. Nobody asked for these books. In fact, a whole bunch of these books are books that the worlds where they were written were actively trying to oppose books like them getting written. And yet they got written. And after they came into existence, after these books were birthed, then people realized that they were some of the best books around. In their opinions. It all depends on what you like to eat, doesn't it? The point is, nobody will ever ask for their favorite book. Because they don't know what is really going to speak to them before it does that. An important lesson for writers to learn, and for any creative person to learn, the temptation to quit before you start because nobody asked for what you're making is an easy temptation to not only feel, but then get, give into. Because it just seems like an awful lot of work, and if nobody's asking for it, then you have no promise of your work being appreciated or having any kind of impact on anybody in the world. And perhaps you'll just devote a lot of time to doing something that nobody will ever notice. That's the temptation. But the ridiculous part of that is there's at least one person who definitely wants that story in the world. And that's you. And if you think you are so bloody unique that nobody else likes what you like then how the hell could you possibly explain the Avengers franchise or anything else that just has this massive global appeal? There are things you like that other people like, and it follows, therefore, that things that you want, there are other people out there who want those things too, even if you haven't met them yet. So no one will ever ask for the book that you want to read or write, rather. No one will ever ask for the book that you want to write. In fact, you may get, uh, whether active or subconscious, opposition to the story that you're trying to write. Because people don't like change. Even if status quo is unpleasant, people like predictability. Because it's comfortable. You can make plans. You can make decisions based on the plans that you're making. You can, you can decide how you're going to spend tomorrow because you know how tomorrow is going to be. And that's more comfortable even if quo is unpleasant. That's my little view of that. Which means that it is unattractive. It's fundamentally unattractive to anticipate something that's disruptive. And anything that makes you think new things is a disruption. 
your favorite thing, your favorite story, you are a different person after hearing it than you were before you heard it. You are a different person. The word violence is a fun word because you say it and it sounds all shocking, you know. I'm going to commit this act of violence. The fact of the matter is, violence creates things. Violence is the tool for change. Violence is the vessel through which you grow. Because your status quo is disrupted and you are forced to find new new ways of being. Your favorite stories are your favorite because you are a different person after after reading them. You usually hunger for them without knowing what ones they are. You just feel like a less complete person before them. You read them, hear them, see them, and you feel like a more complete person. That is a big change. And before it happens, mere description of that is frightening. Because imagine it. Imagine that that you, you, you I don't know what, you, whatever, a book that you particularly enjoy. Let's just say that you, this is the very first time that you've ever encountered Fight Club. You know, someone's given you Fight Club, right? And you, the person is able to judge you so well that they can tell you that you will read it and the way every the the, merest, the simplest ways that you think all of your assumptions will be different you will see the world in a different way that everything that you thought before will be different will change that's kind of a frightening thought isn't it if it's just put like that isn't it because how are you to know whether the change will be a good change or a useful change or whether it will be something where you just can never recover from it. Perhaps it's trauma. You don't know from a description like that. But all of your favorite things, that is what they are. They are things that did that to you. They might have completed you, but they reached into your fundamentals and made you into a different person. So, nobody... If you are writing a good story, nobody will ask you for it. Or it's rare that they will. Or if they do, then they won't necessarily ask you for the story that you're writing and the way that you're writing it. Or there are just lots of variations on that. But they will not necessarily... There, It is unlikely that you will be looked at and people will say to you, Finish that book because I want it. It's not going to happen very often because people don't want to face disruptions of what's normal to them. So the lesson to learn, the lesson to learn is 
write it anyway. Nobody asked Ernest Hemingway to write Old Man and the Sea, but he wrote it and changed things. Nobody asked. People were actively asking uh, Charles, no, what's his name? Gustave Flaubert to not write books like Madame Bovary, and he wrote them anyway and changed things. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to create things that will frighten people in the sense that you will make people think new things, give them new things to imagine. And that isn't attractive because you are essentially saying, I will help you to change yourself. And that is unattractive and a good thing to aspire to. And people won't ask, ask you to do that. So you should do it anyway. That's today's lesson, right? It's today's thought. I'm going to recommend the song Underground by Tom Waits today. Because it's much on my mind for no reason that I can imagine. And I'm going to recommend the book Get Shorty by Elmore Leonard uh, for a variety. Well, not the least. It's just fun story to read. It's a fun story to read. It's also a study in how in in storytelling it's a self-referential story it's super cool the way that elmore leonard played with the how you would tell a movie versus a book and write a script versus a movie and or, or versus a book and then and, and how to tell a story and keep it exciting and like and just and 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 it was really i don't know it was it was, a very, it was an education in how to write a, a story it goes on my list of pieces of fiction that I that you can learn from. I think it's worth reading. So, Elmore Leonard, Get Shorty. <sighs> right.